Hello there. I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! that brought you the smash hit podcast your life the mixtape and headliners comes your life the mixtape magazine a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music culture and social commentary on current news and events visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today you're listening to headliners the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. His EP, Black Rock, will be out on the 14th of July. Please welcome Zaddy to the show. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing? Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So uh, tell me about uh, tell me about the new EP. Yeah, it's basically like um, it's a bit of a departure from my usual sound, which is quite exciting. I've in the past written stuff that's quite like R&B, hip hop type focus with a bit of an indie influence. But this project, as the name kind of suggests, is 
it's got some rock influence, which is really cool. It was the first genre that I got into when I was a kid. So it's nice to like come back to have a full circle moment and be like, I've I've been making music for like three years now and, and I've found a way to infuse the thing that inspired me in the first place into some of my own creations. So it's fun. It's sick. So if you uh, if you had to describe the new EP using only one word, what would it be? Mm, experimental. So who is an artist that if uh, they they popped into this Zoom right now and said, I need for you to come on tour with me right this minute, who are you dropping everything for? Oh, I drop everything for Drake. I feel like Drake. Yeah, Drake would be crazy. I feel like we, we actually like, yeah, love him in the UK. Well, a lot of people do, but yeah, Drake. Drake would be dumb. <laughs> if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um... I think it's the whole like gatekeeping system and the way that like you, you don't really know what there are goalposts that seem to be kind of constantly changing and you don't know what the um, criteria are to meet them. And the whole kind of ecosystem of faked streams and faked audiences, I think that kind of like push out onto smaller creators. So I think I think it would be much nicer if there was less um focus on major label artists. I mean, I like the major labels have their place, but it's just like, if it was more um, well-rounded for independent artists, I think that would be, that would be nicer. What's a venue that you'd give anything to play? Like what's the dream venue for you? I think weirdly enough, it's this venue in London called the Royal Albert Hall. Um, Because of the fact it's like so grand, like it's like a, I think they would have done like, operas and stuff like that there so it's like this really beautiful seated thing and I, I'd quite like the idea of like what I would be able to create if I knew I was making it solely for people who are sat down just sat there listening rather than like hyping up the crowd so I think that would be really cool either that or Glastonbury which isn't a, a, a venue but like just doing um, a festival like that would be crazy. What do you think is uh, your worst habit during the songwriting process? Indecision. Sometimes I'll like make small changes that I'm just constantly changing back. And I'm like, oh no, maybe it was better like that. Oh no, it was, it's better like this. And like, I think that is just such, a, that I'm really making an active effort in most of my life to try and not be indecisive, to just make decisions and just be like, I'm wasting too much time in making decisions. Be it like I'm in McDonald's and I can't decide what burger I want. Like, I'm just like, make a decision, deal with the consequences. Life will be easier. So that's definitely it. <laughs> Describe your music using only colors and shapes. Okay, we've got definitely deep purple. I don't know if anyone ever played GTA, but the, the, the spray paint of your car called Midnight Purple and Midnight Blue would both be what heavily feature. And there's some like kind of, there's some teal. There's some like cyan teal, okay? Those are the three colors there. And then the shapes, I would say, I'd say we've got some like, um, I think we've got some pentagons there. We've got a couple of irregular pentagons and some like uh, ovals, but with like straight sides. This is, so, I actually sound like such a dickhead, but <laughs> you asked the question and I, I didn't know that I had such strong views about it. But yeah, I would say that these are the shapes and those are the colors. <laughs> nice no that was that was fantastic <laughs> do you uh do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer 
I consider myself an artist, um, but I realise that the two are inseparable. I think it like in the same way that like athletes are entertainers as well. Like their job is fueled by the fact that they entertain people. So it's a difficult balance to strike, but I've always been, well, not always, but in, in late, later years, I've been much more in touch with the fact that like, you have to be able to engage people, find a compromise between engaging people and making the art you want to make in order to make this a sustainable career. So I would say both, but art is first, but both. Uh, tell me about the moment that you decided you uh, wanted to pursue music. Um, it was, I was at uni and I, or college, and I just was about to graduate. And I was just like, no, I did a degree in physics. So there was nothing. I was just like, what? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like it was just, I was just, I don't want to do any job associated with this. And I had like loved music for so long and hadn't really admitted to myself that that was something I was like incredibly passionate about. And I think that was because of the fact that it, it can be a snobby place, like in, especially like being around classical musicians, you can be like, oh, I'm not really a musician. But when I finished the degree, I was just like, this is all I want to do. So I just made an EP. Don't know what I was thinking at the time. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> what is the moment in your career that you are most proud of? I'm actually really, um, I, th I feel like they're, all, they're kind of both coming in the, the next month. Actually, exactly one month apart. Like, I'm so proud of this project um, because, I mean, it's the whole point of it is supposed to be about like, it's like an ode to, to black trailblazers because I think especially in the UK, the industry is slightly different to in the US where like there's a kind of a type of black artist that people expect to see, which is either like hardcore rap. You do get some alternative rap, but it's less big or R&B. And I don't think there's like much space for like a black rock artist or like even like super pop, like a Lewis Capaldi, Ed Sheeran type. So this project is all about kind of tipping my hat to people who have gone where no one else was able to go before like designers and musicians and like I, I took inspiration from this artist called Sister Rosetta Tharp who um is like coined as having made one of the first rock songs ever and she's not not she's not like that publicly known and I'm like that is a fucking pioneer so I'm really proud to have made a project that reflects that and then the other thing I'm really proud of is I'm doing this, this festival in um, Budapest, which is like really big. It's one of the biggest festivals in Europe called um, Siget. And I went to it when I was like 17 uh, and we slept in like this absolute like half of a tent and it was the worst. And like, so <laughs> to be going back to perform at it is pretty like special as well. If, uh, if you could start your career over from the minute that you decided that you wanted to do music, would you do it differently? Yeah, I actually, I, I think I would like be more skeptical of people um, who help, which is lovely. I've had some great people who help, but I think like having confidence in your own gut is really important. And I've learned that over the course, but I think knowing that earlier probably would have been quite nice to just make the process a bit more efficient. But at the same time, you don't like all of those bits of the journey might be what led me to be here. So I don't know if I would, but if I was to change one thing, it'd probably be that. When are you most creative? Uh, in the morning. In the morning, uh, somewhere beautiful. Like, if I can be in a studio that's got a load of natural light, 
and I'm looking out in mountains. I say this because I did this in Scotland over the uh, Christmas, but like being somewhere beautiful in the morning is like perfect for me. So if this uh, if this podcast turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing, what song opens the set list? I have this song called Acting Up, which I just really like. Um, and it just had the, the, the story to it being written was so weird. Like I was in the studio with this artist, Nina Cobham, who's super talented. She had a hook, which she put on a different song, which had the same chord sequence. And I was like, ah, oh, this song's not good enough. I pitched her vocals down and put it on this. I made this whole new instrumental. And then like, it, it just feels like it just, sonic landscape is just so up my street. Um, and it didn't get kind of playlist support on Spotify when it came out. Like it was just like another song. But over time, it's just like been picked up by the algorithm clearly. And it's really resonated with people. So I think that one is what I'd probably start things off with. Uh, what advice would you give to the next generation of artists? Make sure you're having fun and you're appreciating when you're having fun. Like, um, and I would say like my life has been made so much easier since I've built out a team, which I guess is like something when you're a little bit further along, but like being able to work with people you really trust uh, and like having some of the weight taken off of your shoulders is huge, but having fun is like what this is all about. It's so easy to get lost in like numbers and stresses of release dates and I'm I, like I'm about to release an EP I'm stressed about loads of things to do with it shooting videos and stuff but I was rehearsing yesterday for this festival and I was like this is so fun this is why I did this in the first place so just managing to find moments to still have fun is is, is super important so if there were 25 hours in the day what would you do with that extra hour I would chill this is something I just seem to have no ability to do with the 24 allocated hours I have, but I would just like actually chill, which is actually a really interesting question because what if there were 23 hours in a day and you asked me the same question? I would say I would chill, but I clearly don't. So I would probably work, but I would like to chill. I would like to like actually just unplug for one hour. That's a good question though. <laughs> So ideally, I, what would you what would you like for people to take away from your music? Yeah, inspiration, like uh, a feeling of like, you can do this. You can just do this. Like I had so many like obstacles in my life where I wasn't expected to do certain things or it was supposed to be out of my reach. Like um, even me studying physics or where I studied it and those kind of things. It's like there were so many naysayers, I just think. I want you to come out of listening to that being like feeling empowered, feeling like you're the shit. Really, that's what I would say. So uh, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world uh, where they can get their hands on your music. Spotify is a great place for it. Make sure you go check that out. Um, you'll find me X-A-D-I on Spotify. Zaddy, which I've learned in America is something that means some kind of sugar daddy, which is not why I am. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, you take it as you will. Um, you find me on Instagram at X-A-D-I-B-O-I, Zaddy Boy. Uh, and yeah, I would love for you to come and join this journey with me. Thank you uh, so much for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about you and talk to me about your music. I have, I have enjoyed this immensely. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. 
For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Broadwater Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. <laughs>